No, you guys are too close, though. Oh, boy. I, you might intimidate my, my buddy, uh, Patrice. I doubt it, but... She's gorgeous. Look Damn. at well dressed, very sharp, very clean looking. Look at look at the bra that barely like covers up the boobies through the uh, the shirt that is see through. Right, nice look. Right? Yeah. Matching bra too. Matching very bra. Important. Yeah, very important. Very important. So now I'm the buffer between Gold Patrice. Bra. Very important yeah. to who? Well, important to everyone. No, matching. No, no. Solipsism. Men, but it's important well, to women. Yeah, it is. It's important. I think it's important to dress well. I think Anglo-Saxon American women can dress. They can, but it doesn't mean dress. anything to Anglo-Saxon American men. By the way, well, we don't even care if you can read, let alone write a book. All right, hold on. <laughs> no, I think you do care. <laughs> I mean True. Men don't care about that. They care about youth, fertility, um, you know, uh, submission, cooperation, that sort of thing. They don't care about how women dress. Women dress differently to compete with each other, right? Um, they want Chad and they compete over Chad through how they dress. That's one of the ways. I mean, men care for like a nice tight dress versus like something baggy with sneakers. Not really, just, just whatever's easier to get off. Hey, Patrice, really fast before we get into this, I want to say hi to Jeremy in Cleveland. We got a Maxwell update. People are dying for their Maxwell update. Yes, Jeremy. Hi, guys. No Maxwell show yesterday. All best up because he felt threatened because his home address and Google map was put on, uh, on Whackbag. <laughs> no. Also, something I wanted to mention. Um, notice how Patrice is saying, like, you know, stuff that girls maybe don't want to hear, but the tone that he's saying it, uh, the girl's okay with. And so the conversation continues. A lot of girls, they say, I agree with what you say, but I don't like the tone at which you say it. Um... So, like, they're trying to change the frame, you know, to get you to to speak in women's frame, kind of. Keep that in mind. Oops. Well, he started it, and I think he needs to go on the air and go, look, I made a mistake, and uh, I'm going to shut up now, and then we stop. Yeah, we, I know a little birdie. Oh, you know a little birdie? Well, I, I yeah, really strongly suggest me. that the pests do not stop. Oh, yeah. Not. Just make sure you don't, you're not doing any uh, anything that's illegal. Nothing illegal. You don't need to do anything illegal. You just go on there and yeah, and uh, make his life a living hell on the air. And if you know the station manager's email, just go look. Uh, you know, someone talk for the past and go look. It's very easy. If uh, if Maxwell goes on the air and says I made a mistake by attacking this much bigger radio show. Uh, but if, if he goes on and says, I made a mistake, then, uh, we'll certainly stop this thing. And, uh, but until then, until it then, keeps going and going and going. Because these dopes in Cleveland think it's a, a cute one, two, three day battle. It really isn't. It really isn't. Well, we've been calling everybody. We're calling about his drug use. We're calling all the sponsors because they talk about he's an ex-heroin addict and, uh, Sansbury talks about smoking weed and drinking. Does he? So we're going to call their sponsors and have them drop because we don't like the drug Benjamin. Talk. There you go. Benjamin. So uh, keep up the fight, uh, fellas. Benny Bornstein, is he going to be down there? Yeah, uh, Anthony's going to be in Cleveland tonight. Jimmy's yes. doing the House of Blues tonight, and it should get interesting. Stop we're gonna, by and say hi. I think we're going to tape a few uh, things for everybody while sure. we're up there. So. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, thank you to all the pests out there. We knew you guys were still alive, and we greatly appreciate uh, the fight. All right. The brawlage. Now, Patrice, uh, let me explain here. Vic Victoria, right? I forgot your name already. <laughs> she gave him the iciest stare. Watch out! She well, gave him the you're you know not scoring stare. You know what it is? You're remembering by Dr. Z. Dr. Yeah. Z. Okay. And it's a it's an important point. Like remember her name. How do you pronounce this beautiful last name, by the way, man? 
Zadrak. Zadrak. By the way, we got spies all over the place. I don't want to. I don't want to steal spy report because that's Ron Fez's thing. But we do have our own spies, and yeah. and they like to communicate with us. And they said that uh, you only gave us like topless. And on Howard's show, you were riding like sex toys. What's that about? Well, you guys. Hello and welcome to the Helios blog. My name is Helios here for another reaction video. If you're new to the channel, liking my content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Just go there and subscribe. Again, it's patreon.com slash the Helios blog. You can also drop me a donation like Adrian R, Tom M. Shout out to them. Link is in the description. Um, so here's what I wanted to say. This girl is like a quote unquote dating coach or whatever she is. Um, but clearly, just based on the descriptions they're doing of her, she's just there for attention, right? So she she's out there to advertise herself to as many men as possible. Um, and the point of that is she wants to choose Chad, right? She wants to choose the absolutely best guy she can possibly find. And this is a strategy that she uses. So she's already, you, you remember what she said? She said, I don't think Anglo-Saxon Western women can dress. Uh, so what's she doing? She's trying to destroy the other girls, right? And she's dressing a nice way. She's acting a certain way. She's around a bunch of men. What's the point? The point is she's trying to beat out her competition. That's the point. Don't have any sex. You would actually ride a, se a, a sex thing if I we brought, had one. I brought my own Sibian because I, I told him I don't. I didn't know where his has been. It's like you know he's got all kinds of skanky girls on that show. So I brought sure. my very own Sibian. To People oh look, there's more. You see, she said skanky girls, etc. You see what I'm saying? She's clearly just trying to say, look at how virtuous I am. Look at how good I am. Don't look at those girls. Look at me. You see. We're so. really mad that we only got like boobies. But I, I was also on like ten times, and you know. And so we have show, to work so up to yes, penetration. Yes. Uh, yeah. You have machine. to work it up. I've been on so many times. There's only so many tricks you could do. So right. But by I the see. way, he said I had the ugliest last name ever. Now that's insulting. So pa Patrice how is that just, insulting? He just scored a major point. He said I have a beautiful last name. Hmm. It was a joke. Howard thought it was ugly. <laughs> Thought it was a gross last name, Zudrak. I think it's Zudrak. great. It has power. I think it's just lacking every, in Zudrak. Everybody's strong, get, strong consonant. The exactly. Z, Z, something like zebra. You, can, like, yeah. you can't just look the word zebra. You can't yeah. even. You can't ignore it. Zeal zebra. She's got the last name of a scientist. Zudrak. Yeah. Zudrak. I mean, because everybody's here. I was a father of hydrogen. The hydrogen bomb. <laughs> Was the Zudrak family in uh, Mother Russia, very good scientist, uh, Zudrak. Zudrak. We drink vodka, uh, very important in my country. Now I drive cab. Yeah. Dr. Z, uh, Patrice O'Neill has a very unique way of looking, which is very uh, smart, by the way, and very brilliant. Thanks, man. Very logical. And why is Mike uh, fooling around with a strap-on dildo over there, Mike? Oh, Jesus. The TMZ kid's got a dildo in his hand. Why? <laughs> Bored? Uh, so Patrice uh, has a very unique way of looking at love and relationships that is a little different than yours. That's why we invited Patrice in here today. Oh, here we go. It's good. Mm -hmm. I mean, you gave some great Difference advice last good. time you were on the show, yeah. but you haven't heard Patrice's angle yet. Yeah. My angle is just basically to cut out the editing system within men. Mm -hmm. There's a system that we have, excuse me, where <clears throat> at the bottom of your gut, you have a feeling. And women can go from the bottom of that gut. Like I read in a couple of 
chapters of your book, there's some things here that's basically just bottom of the gut things where this is what makes us happy. Men have an editing system in the middle before it gets to our mouth and brain where we're always trying to make someone else feel better before we open our mouths. True. And I'm trying to cut that editing system out so that actually women can really truly understand what we want as opposed to like, no offense, good things in your book, but it's almost like this book is like if a fish was writing a book to fishermen to say how to catch me. Accurate. Uh, yeah, you never ask the fisherman, you ask the fish. I actually have a video on exactly this, named exactly that. It's an old video, uh, one of my first in, in uh, season one. But yeah, that's exactly right. You like Girls can't teach guys how to get girls because they don't know how. The fish doesn't understand how it got out of the water. It just was swimming around and all of a sudden it ended up in the net. You got to keep that in mind, guys. Do you understand? Yeah, exactly. Why would I need help from a fish on how to catch you? That makes no sense. Doesn't exist. That goes against what you really are. This True. this book is there's no book on how to get men or how how there's no book that a woman could write on how to get men to get you. It doesn't make any sense. This is more of a woman power thing. I think you have enough power in this game. In this in the relationship game. That's Agreed. what I think. I don't think that you need help. Because that's what this book is basically helping women. It's not helping men. Because what we do, this is completely against what we are, mm. animal-wise. Mm. This, really. this is a book on editing. Like, to, to give us tips, like one, I read one thing where it says one, one to ten, the, the worst things to talk about during a date. Right, right, right. Don't talk about religion. Don't talk about, it, it, it's like, what is there to talk about? You're saying what you don't want to talk about. Again, this is well, for you. It's not for Right, that's solipsism, right? The girl will say what she doesn't want to hear because she's tolerated that on previous occasions with other men and now she doesn't want it anymore, right? She's tolerated it with Chad, but now that she's had a fun and she's ready to settle down, she doesn't want you to do it, right? That's that's the idea. It's, it's utterly ridiculous. And um, what's more is Chad can talk about whatever he wants, which is why that's even in the book. It's in the book because she's tolerated it before because she doesn't care about that. What she actually wants is a winner, a superior man, right? Okay, uh, let's, let's see. Let's continue. For us. No, 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 but you don't, you listen. That's the idea. These are shortcuts. Do you want? Yeah, you see, you listen. So what's the frame? The frame is you are the man, you listen to me. Yeah, if that's the frame, you've already lost. She listens to you. That's the frame. Wanna, do you want to shortcut into her panties? These are the shortcuts. No. If you're going to start talking about mm -hmm. religion, if you're going to talk, start talking about your mother, it's going to take you longer to get. If you're going to listen. But and ultimately, you, there is no shortcut. See, shortcuts to a woman's panties ends up being long cuts to my fucking life. You are not teaching women on how to give up pussy and walk away. It doesn't no, exist. No, I'm not teaching women. I'm not teaching. I'm teaching guys how to get w beautiful women fast. And, and yeah, sometimes this you have is to nothing fast. We're that looking does for, hey, fast. how are you? Listen, can I just stick my finger in? Uh, That's yeah. what we're looking for. You just basically, this is a how to pick up women. This doesn't exist. This doesn't exist. But, I mean, no disrespect to this book. But, again, we're talking. See how free you get to be when you tell a guy, here's how you get us. But why don't you listen to how we want to get you? Mm. Because we're masters at getting, 
But see, right. here's what you guys don't do. Women don't. You should write a book on how to keep a man. Which is your job? Well, I don't need to keep I a get, man. Get, get I have you. a hard time getting rid of them, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, but women don't want to get rid of men, right? I mean, they do when they're eighteen to twenty-three in their rock star phase, sleeping around. Then they do, right? But when they actually want a relationship, which is later than they're supposed to want a relationship in 2023, but anyway, then they want to keep a man. And then they don't know how because all they've been doing is bouncing from Chad to Chad, right? So uh, on what level, though? Let's be honest here. Getting rid of them? Is that what your life is? Getting rid of men? That's not even that's against your nature. No, no, exactly. But I don't need a book on keep a man. Do you know what I mean? You the, do the need like a book on keeping a man. And I'm not, I'm not writing for women. You know, I mean, I'm writing. So for basically, guys. You when you say you this don't is need an a book. insight on into how to score women that look like me. That's no, the book is how to score me, which she solipsistically interprets as how to score with all women, and this is what all girls do. Right, but if a girl has to give you advice on how to get her, she's not interested in you. So her advice is totally useless, right? Because her advice would only work on her, but she's not interested in you because a girl wants you to play the game. She wants you to know without her having to tell you. If she has to tell you, she's above you. If she's above you, you don't meet the hypergamous criteria. So ridiculous. All right, um, let me read this. Um, Chapter in The Rational Mail by Robert Tomasi. It's called Plate Theory 4, Goal Statementogamy. Whenever a guy, uninitiated to the concept of spinning plates, reads the theory for the first time, his first response is usually rejection because it conflicts with what I call a monogamy as goal mindset. Understand, this is always going to be a tough stretch for any guy still plugged into the feminine matrix, but it's not limited to them. It's also a natural guy who doesn't have much trouble attracting women. A male-specific monogamy as goal mindset serves the feminine imperative, but also has roots in a natural desire for security, so it makes anything even remotely like plate spinning counterintuitive. The feminine imperative pounds into men's collective consciousness over the course of a lifetime. The monogamy will cure loneliness, make them responsible, provide them with a constant supply of bedroom fun, and a host of other things that assures them it's the right thing to do, and it's in their own best interest. This then leads uh, the more optionless individuals to develop and practice beta methods and rationales in accordance with what they believe and have been told by women is required of them in order to achieve their monogamous intimacy, i.e. the goal of everything. So understandably, when the principle of being non-exclusive is presented to them in a rational way, it conflicts with this perceived path to happiness in, in monogamy. The very idea that any man would be better off with more options in this arena or li- of life or could feasibly and logistically pull it off seems foreign. As a counter to this, he makes up rationales as to why it won't work or won't work with, with him. Uh, logistics. I can't spin plates because I have too little time. I can't manage more than one girl without them finding out, etc. If you're indeed spinning plates in a healthy, upfront, non-exclusive way, this should never be an issue. There are game-aware men with less time than most who manage four to five different girls in a week without having them consume all their leisure and business time. I don't suggest that you go this route per se, because for the better part, uh, PUAs rely on dishonesty and non-exclusivity. However, the reason they're capable of this is because they've perfected plate spinning effectively enough to have the plates spin themselves. Most uninitiated betas reason that they must at all costs apply a constant effort to each and every individual girl they encounter at risk of losing a good one. Besides this being indicative of soulmate thinking, what they fear is losing a plate because they're unaccustomed to ever having had the leisure to do so. This is evidence of a scarcity mentality that's the result of their monogamy as goal preconditioning. 
Play theory necessitates an attitude of fearlessness, not carelessness. When you're practicing play theory, your plates should call you. You are the prize and the prince whose time is valuable and sought after. You should be the object of women's pursuit. That said, you still have to make an effort to see them and keep the attention you do apply them to be valuable. But this must be done with the attitude that if one plate falls, you're confident in your other options and your ability to generate new options. Personality type. I'm just not like that. I don't want to be considered a player. I could never do that to a woman. How can anyone be like that? This rationale is a common one and not limited just to chumps. There are plenty of otherwise confident, positively masculine men who still think they owe it to women to allow them to set the frame in their relationships without any fear of competition anxiety. Players are men who are dishonest. They're not spinning plates because they're isolating each plate independent of the other. This goes back to logistics. Of course you can't find time for anything else if all you do is try to coordinate each individual story with each plate for fear that they discover each other. The plate-spinning man has no need for this because he never implies exclusivity. Either they accept this or they're not a player to consider. Done in a frank, honest, yet indirect way, you'll not be a player and you'll establish yourself as a man whose attention is worth competing for. Women would rather share a successful man than be saddled with a faithful loser. Perfectly sums up play theory versus monogamy as goal mindsets. Men in general gravely underestimate the power of female competition anxiety and how useful it really is. As I'll illustrate next, women are natural plate theorists. They're accustomed from an early age to, miti- to mitigate multiple bedroom fund interests. They simply learn how to balance their indirect communication with the anxiety in their own plate spinning. Anxiety in women is good for men, even when they make no effort to use it or would never consider it if they knew its usefulness. Everything a woman does on a daily basis is colored by competition anxiety. Makeup, clothing, shoes, indirect communications with men and women, social controversies, comparing and evaluating dates and possible suitors. Everything is born from this competitive desire to achieve security with the best possible guy and make sure the girl next door doesn't get him first. This anxiety is analogous to men consummate fear of rejection and all of the myriad rationales he'll create and the buffers he'll devise to avoid it. Bear in mind the monogamy, that monogamy is, is a dictator of the feminine imperative. It is the social contract that the feminine ultimately needs in order to quell a constant desire for security in a very chaotic world. When you're predisposed to monogamy as goal thinking or trying to break yourself of this, understand it's a tool. That's not to discount the overall merits of monogamy, but it's to make you aware of how it's acculturated into men as a responsibility to, provide, uh, to providing it. Men who find themselves in a state of internal conflict about abandoning monogamy as a goal are really confronting a fundamental shift in their feminine conditioning. Okay, back to the video here. It's impossible. You know how to score you? How yeah, do you do that? Well, I know how to score because I know how to score these kind of women. I've hooked up with these women before. And how do you, ah, how do, you do it? There it is. How do I score you? Well, Can any guy score you? Of course. Okay. I've slept with hundreds score- of men. There oh, there it is again. That's not the compliment you think it is. I, it, it's un, unbelievable that she's advertising that. This girl is totally clueless. How can you possibly admit that you've slept with hundreds of men? You know that that makes most men, 99.9% of men, not want to date you in a serious way, right? End count matters. If your end count is that high, you're not a good bet for paternity. Men's biological instinct is to recoil at hearing this. I like you a lot for saying that, by the way. You slept with hundreds? That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I I had a very promiscuous um, young life. I've had my uh, fun. I'm ready to settle down. You gotta either hold him up or hold him down, to be honest with you. Could that continue this afternoon? What I'm saying is like... Promiscuity, she's not answering you. No, promise. But what I'm saying is that... 
there are certain kind of men I'm that a lady turn women now. on naturally. And the, the men that listen, the men, you know what? It's very simple. If you just say to a woman, how do you feel about that? A woman's going to... Yeah. If she slept with hundreds of men, like, I'll bet you more than 95% of them have not done this. Because women actively choose the guys with options, the guys that don't care, the cool boys, the commitment-phobic boys, the crazy boys, as uh, Sheryl Sandberg says. Those are the ones that they're sleeping with. I'm going to love you because guess what? You're strong but sensitive to oh, Strong but say. sensitive. You're adding, you're adding Disaster. too much thinking it's just to all, what guys want. But there is no thinking. It's, it's there you go. Words. And here's what you're doing it's right now. You're telling, you're telling, this is the thing. You're telling, like, say if I'm a shark swimming around the ocean, you got in the water and just told a shark how to be a shark, and you're a exactly. Like, how do you tell me how to be what I am? Do you feel me? Like, we don't want to tell you. What we you do all you this stuff we in this book. A lot of it anyway. I didn't read the whole book. It's things that we already do, but we don't want to do. That's why we're losing our existence, which was a complete lie. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, we lie. We don't go from our gut to our mouth. But I don't encourage no to lie. Guy, I don't encourage guys to lie. I, this I is this, is, this is what you're encouraging. No, no. I want I, if I want to talk, I want to, I want to talk strong. about religion. Why can't I talk about religion? You can. You can talk about religion, but if chances wanna, are, if, if she's of a different religion, she's going to get turned off. Of Ray hit. That's the. There we go. It's the arrogance. It's better you find out right who away. Who gives a shit? Right. This is the problem we we have. It's all about what is turning you. Fuck you. Like not not offense. Not trying to be offensive, but fuck <laughs> what you want. Because really, what it boils down to well, is you, your vagina. But do you want to wait a minute? Wait a minute. Not. It comes down to how That's bad is it? There you go. You weigh in your existence. This guy here, right? T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. Right. The great T.J. Miller. Fucking in an $80 million does not, does know how to blockbuster movie, right? Right. No, I'm going to tell you that a vagina, he had to be in a movie. He has to be at comics. He has to be doing what he's doing in life to get some kind of stature just to get your pussy. This is what I'm saying. Women never yours, offer up. Yours specifically, that's so by the way. I've been doing all this for yours what, specifically. But, but what, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't impress you, but it fucking should the fact no it, it does it does it she can say that that don't impress me much you know like the song but i would i would bet dollars to donors that she's uh you know she's slept with many guys that have status of some sort so no it's it's bs she's just saying that because you know i don't care about that i actually care about a man being nice and all that shit but then if you if you look at uh, you know, who she sleeps with, who she associates with, um, you know, who she's given bedroom fun to, the hundred, hundreds of guys. She has a good uh, statistical sample, uh, a good, um, you know, um, sample of, of um, uh, men in the general population that she's interested in. And I'll bet you what you'd find is most of them are top uh, 10 to 5%. Uh, most of them are tall. You know, they have money or they're physically fit, highly physically fit, charismatic, um, good and bad, all, all that kind of stuff. They're, they're chads, right? Um, so for her to say, I don't care about that anymore. Now what I need is security is utterly ridiculous. And then, and then to sell that as a, you know, a pickup technique, it, it's nuts. Like it's wrong. Okay. Um, onto the Reddit post. This was posted 12 hours ago on relationship advice. My boyfriend, so he's 27, she's 25, is ghosting me after he found something in my drawer. 
We've been together for two years and living together for about four months. In that time, he's been noticing things he didn't know before. I guess it's because we couldn't see each other frequently because of work. When we started to eat together every day, he noticed that I shake the soda bottles because I prefer them without the fizz. He said it was gross and started buying his own drinks and naming them in the fridge. This continued happening with other types of food since we could never agree on... uh, on what to do with it since we're polar opposites. I'm sweet and he's salty. When we went to Starbucks together, he noticed that I took about 10 packets of sugar when I only used four to five for my coffee, which is also too much, by the way. But anyway, he asked me about it and I said, you never know when you might need it. Similar conversation when he asked me why I also keep silica gel packets. I noticed he'd look at me weirdly when I did this, but I thought he would stop eventually. When things went south was when he opened my drawer to look for something and saw that I saved a bit of my dead animal's fur in different Ziploc bags, separating them by name. He knew that I had a lot of memories from my pets around the house, but for some reason this triggered him. This erupted into a huge discussion about how it's creepy, unhygienic, and beyond disturbing, saying it's some kind of strange obsession. At one point he said, I can't even think about what other weird crap you possibly do. I tried to turn the discussion down and explain, but he wasn't having none of it, and uh, after some shouting from his part, he left. I tried texting and calling him, but he doesn't respond. I asked his mother, and she said he'll be staying for some time in the house to think things through. I don't know how to approach the situation when he comes back. Uh... Yeah, I think she's underreporting how much quote unquote memorabilia is in her house. I think she's a hoarder. And if she is, then uh yeah. You see, she keeps memorabilia from everything, she doesn't throw things away. Yeah, that's actually a big problem. Okay, let's see what uh top comment is. Yeah, he's not coming back. Should probably start preparing for that. Uh she needs to ask him from sir for some hair to remember the relationship. <laughs> Uh, OP, it sounds like the behaviors are concerning to him as a whole. For instance, pet hair, not weird to keep it per se, but why not in a special keepsake box in your closet versus inside a drawer for clothing just loose? Sugar, four to five packets of sugar in a coffee drink is disturbingly high and could be setting you up for, uh, you know, the D word. Then you make, uh, you take more for home. That means you're practically emptying a ramekin of its sugar every time you go out for coffee. That seems inconsiderate of others, especially if it's a regular habit. I would definitely consider going into therapy as all of these behaviors could be linked to unaddressed trauma and anxiety. Wishing you the best, but this is all new to your boyfriend who may not have been aware of these patterns before. It could be quite overwhelming. Good news is you're in a prime time of your life to start addressing issues and wounds your younger self had to bury to keep you safe. Best of luck, OP. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just say no. All right, we're going to end the video there. Again, if you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. Uh, if you'd like to support me, uh, you can go to my Patreon and subscribe. Again, it's patreon.com slash blog. Patreon.com slash blog. You could also drop me a donation like Adrian R or Tom M. Shout out to them. Uh, link is in the description. You just click on that little triangle. Okay, anyway. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to the video, especially if you made it to the end. I really do appreciate it. You guys are wonderful, and I will see you next time.